Special guest Roger Bannister on Eight Suit of This Fed. is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host Dave. Along with me is Trevor. Yep, and that's uh, that's us. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. This is episode number two. Is it episode? I guess it is episode two. We called we called the pilot also episode one. So it was a pi- but it wasn't episode zero. It was episode one. Yeah, that's right. I guess it, we could have been doing this like a, a house in Europe where there's the ground floor and then the first floor. <laughs> yeah, these know. are, these are, um, <clears throat> are, are these important? Dec- I was about to say these are important decisions, but um, before realizing that, that they're, they're really not. Yeah, these might be the least important decisions. So l- luckily we're focusing on them, but not too much. Right. Um, and so once again, we're, we're here to talk about running. Um, in this case, we haven't yet done so, but we're about to. Let the running talk start now. We had our we recorded our last episode, I think, five days ago. Is that right? Yeah, and a lot's changed since then. It's, it feels like a different world. Uh, how, so, have you had it? You you had just done a twenty mile run. Have you had a chance to run again since we last spoke? I, I have. Yeah. So I think we had recorded the day after the twenty mile run. Um, I was feeling sore, was not able to run that day, but I, I got out the next day and was my legs were feeling surprisingly good. I was I was feeling um, the word I, I was thinking about when you when you run, you have plenty of time to think about these things. And I was thinking, oh, sure, <laughs> my my legs feel quite spry right now. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing for a forty year old man. I know forty, almost forty one. Fortissimo, as as we established last time, <laughs> we're trying to make that that phrase catch on. Not not just in Italy hundreds of years ago, but <laughs> basically wherever people listen to this podcast, or, or for advanced students of music. That's right, exactly. Um, I, I've heard back from a few listeners already from our pilots. So that's good news, and so far, uh, mostly Americans. Although I, I did hear of one listener in the UK. Wow, I'm excited to to learn more about this. I mean, yeah, and so if we have a listener in the in the U.S. and the U.K., that would imply people in Canada are listening as well. That would, and as we know, you get at least some of your running advice, um, most of it even, because as we as we've established, you run primarily by intuition. But yeah, and, it, and we'll we'll talk about how good of an idea that <laughs> is, and what I might have learned about that since our last episode. It's it's either it's either like the the next big thing, or or it's something that people used to do before there was like good technology and science about running. Exactly, it's like are we are we reinventing the wheel here, or you know, in one of the earlier prototypes pre wheel, are we reinventing that? Right, right. Possibly, it's actually yeah, possibly, but. Um, so yeah, so so ran Friday, um, felt good. Did not run Saturday, and I was so inspired by an event that we're we're going to talk about uh, your marathon in Providence that I actually ran twice on Sunday. Whoa! Well, okay. Well, let's see what you did first before we before we switch to, to mine. Well, you, you we, two- yeah, before we switch from the 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 very minor accomplishment of running twice in a day, short distances, <laughs> to actually running a marathon, which was um, which was pretty fun. Yeah, how far how far was each run? So the first was four miles, and and then I, I sort of did that quickly on roads, and then <clears throat> quickly on a relative basis. 
Um, did that on the roads, did a little yard work, and then went out and, and hit the nearby hill. And by the, the time of the second one, and they were only separated by a few hours, my, my legs were actually um, quite tired again. So it was sort of like recreating that, that, that feeling that you get, you know, deep into a, like a 20-mile run, like the one from, from Wednesday. So I felt good. I felt like my body was really sort of, you know, you feel that, you get in that, that space, you experience it. These are a lot of things I've, I've learned from my coach, who, who we'll also talk about, um, who... Um, really is just a very good friend who gives me all of his uh, running advice. And he's a very good runner, too. But And he might he might one day be a special guest on this show, I imagine. I, uh, I imagine. I, I hope so. <clears throat> but, we keep implying the existence of these special guests in the theme song, yet for the second consecutive week, no special guests. We're, we're, yeah, we're leaving the listener on the edge of her seat. Um, and the listener in the UK, perhaps, even. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. More they, than more than one, one listener. Cool. We'll find out, as we always say, and, and I'm fine with saying always, even if it's only the second time, as we always say, please comment any, any questions or comments, just write on any, anything on our social media. You can comment on any picture we've posted or, or DM us, uh, or, or like we like to say, um, tell, tell mu- musician and producer Dave Rawlings and see if he can pass the message on to us. Yeah, and <clears throat> we, we actually did get our first comment, so maybe we should, we should bring that up, because of the many sort of momentous uh, events that we have to talk about here, um, we have the release of the pilot. That happened today. Yeah, and I feel like it, it, not a lot, well, yeah, today that we are recording, maybe it didn't register with a lot of people, but when we look back on this day, years from now, it might, it might be pretty momentous. That's right. Um, your, your high school track coach, um, who pointed everyone towards Walden Pond and, and, and Thoreau, um, who is oh, now, that was up, yeah. Yeah, now also refer oh, not, not track coach? He was a gym coach and a health teacher, but he could have he coached a track team you know, in a pinch. He could do it. Until today, he has exclusively referenced Walden Pond, Thoreau as, as the answer to everything. Um, from this day forth, he will say... And, and or the power motion picnic hour. Yeah. For you, for you non-readers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so that was one, that was one milestone. Um, sometime between our recording five days ago and now we, we got our first comment. Um, and it was, it was just the capital letter E. I didn't see that. That's pretty exciting. Oh yeah. You should check it out. It was, it was, it was a response to, could I buy a, buy a vowel, please, or or um, whatever that post was? Um, I guess I could I could check right now, I suppose, since I have a. Yeah, you should. Bit. You should. Um, and so, well, you do that. Um, I'd say the third really big thing is you ran a fucking marathon. Oh, I did. Okay, I just checked the post. I did. I ran a marathon two days ago. It was my first marathon. Ever. It was also the longest distance I'd ever run since my previous longest distance during training was only 20 miles. But yeah, two days ago I ran the Providence Marathon. Um, and it was an amazing experience, uh, like, maybe life-changing. I felt, uh, I felt a little emotional even after I crossed the finish line, after years of saying I, I could never run a marathon um, because my knees wouldn't let me. And let me tell you, my knees tried to not let me. <laughs> they, they weren't exactly... Uh, you know, going to let us be in the 
running a competitive time, you know, to be on the on the pedestal at the end. They weren't going to give us that kind of a chance. But it was really, it was really fun, an amazing experience, and uh, and pretty damn cool. And I'm pretty stoked about it, and and then really excited about my next one. Well, I I have to say that's that's really beautiful, and uh, <clears throat> I've been I've been waiting. Um, I've been waiting to hear about it. I feel like we were waiting actually to to do this podcast before really diving in. So that's true. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk we didn't talk off pod uh, or off piste as the, the French skiers say. Uh, we, or I assume I don't know. Um, or, or 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 the the, the locals over on uh, Nishoba who who <laughs> might have indulged a bit too lunch, much at lunch. Exactly. And now and now. Listener, get ready for a 12-minute uh, tangent about the ski areas of Greater Boston <laughs> when we're supposed to be talking about a marathon. Uh, um, that's right. Yeah, the marathon. No. Oh, yeah. The <clears throat> Providence Marathon. That's right. It was May 7th, 2023. Uh, gun went off at, at 7.30 a.m. Um, yeah, I think I think the, there was a half marathon the same day that started 30 minutes later. And I think a good way to start it off is I'm walking over from my uh, hotel where I was staying just down the street. And it's like, Gun goes off 7.30, I'm walking down the street at 7.15. I run into another guy, but he's a half marathoner. You can tell because our bibs are different colors. And he looks at my bib and he goes, oh, you're pretty late, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, it's cool. <laughs> I actually had asked the day before when they closed the corrals, and they told me they don't. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to get there five minutes before it starts. So, so did you have, does this like register when you cross the start line and, and the finish line? Is it one of those? Yeah, there's a little chip in the bib, and so wow. it's it's yeah. The races I run with New York Roadrunners in New York, you know, it's, it takes you a while to get to that starting line. Um, they were, it, this wasn't as big of a race, although there were still thousands of people, um, and they did release us in waves. And I think I was in like I don't know second wave, third wave, I forget. Um, so we, I didn't even leave at 7:30. I left a little bit after that. Um, well, m- much much like. Um on our respective 20 mile runs, we both independently failed to drink enough water, um, due primarily to, to poor, poor planning. Um, my biggest and so far only trail race also, also started with me being, um, basically late to the start line. And (laughs) what, what happened was, uh, and, and my coach and friend who, who will, we will name these these people we reference at, at some point, but I feel like we're keeping it anonymous for now, for some reason. Yeah, yeah um, well, t- until we've consulted a lawyer and see if we need to get a release signed, perhaps. We have been, yeah, we have been tr- pretty big on disclaimers. We do have a few fact, uh, facts to check and, and issue a few corrections, I believe, on this episode. Oh, um, yeah. Did we do um, the fact check? Well, I guess we'll find uh, out soon, dear listener. We, we, we will, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Um, so yeah, my 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 coach slash good friend and I, we he was helping me with a solid warm up. We had even like probably run about a mile and then done a bunch of warming up. We were we were getting getting uh, I think we must have been getting some goose loaded in the waters. We were over at the car and um, and uh, and and then it's like oh oh no, it's you know the race is about to start in two minutes. So we literally had to run like up the access road to get to the start line and we got there in time, but it also meant that we were at like the very front of the pack with all the really fast racers. That's rough. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess it's, I guess I attribute, you know, that cause this did not have the chips and granted it was a, you know, it wasn't a marathon. It was a, it was a half marathon distance on trails. Um, but you know, I think my time was like 
a little under two and a half hours. So it was a long race. So the, the few seconds I saved by sprinting and being late to the start actually didn't help. But I think mentally they, they had me in the front of the pack where, um, you know, we decided if you considered the top 20% the front of the pack, that's where I would stay. Well, I gravitated a little further back in this race, but I should add that uh, I, I I wasn't late by accident. That's, this was by design. It, I didn't want it be standing around the corral. And I also thought it might be a little chilly, which it wasn't. Uh, it was supposed to be starting out in the low 50s, but it felt completely fine, whatever it was, to be out there in short shorts and a singlet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, was, I, I got there in time to hear the national anthem, so that's early enough for me. And then anyway, took off. Um, I wasn't really sure what pace I should do, so, and I didn't have a watch. I didn't, I didn't have much on me except uh, seven packets of goo. Uh, which, which I did. I did down all of them. One of them before the race, mostly because I, I wanted the caffeine, and I didn't want to. I'm addicted to caffeine, so I didn't want to um, drink a coffee or anything like that before the race. But I, I put myself with the 4:35 pace group. 4:35 uh, pace group. Okay. Yeah, and so that I thought that felt safe. I thought so that where, was like. So where did you finish? Well, I ran with them for the first 11 miles. Yep. And then, uh, but a little bit after ten, I started. I started hurting, <laughs> and I, I fell back from them at eleven, actually. And so I, and I just was running without a group from that point on. And uh, and so anyway, but I think we were running a lot faster than four thirty-five, because when I saw I saw my splits later, I think it was it was closer to ten-minute miles. And and just just for the listener, just just to clarify, lest lest we get another another correction. Um, when you refer to 4.35, in this case, you're referring to four hours, 35 minutes for the entire race, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, yeah like, not, not like how Evans Chabet in his exactly. mile 22 in Boston ran in 4.21, which yeah, not, in that case, they're talking uh, minutes and seconds. Exactly. This isn't, this isn't Roger Bannister on eight pseudofeds. This is a reasonable first time for a, a 40-year-old. Any, really, any 39 through 41-year-old. These yeah. aren't these aren't the days when Excedrin was just heroin and uh, yeah. Henry David Thoreau was setting FKTs all over the place around uh, you know western greater sort of western suburbs of, of Boston. Exactly, my goo my goo was really only loaded with thirty five milligrams of caffeine, which is very little. It's like, That's very little. That's the only caffeine you had for the whole race. I had well, I had seven goos and three of them had caffeine. Okay, it's a good. <laughs> so I seems had... like a reasonable reasonable approach. Yeah, so I had 75, um, 75 caffeines. <laughs> and tell us about hydration. So I didn't bring any water, but I, you know, I felt confident in the water at the water stations. Um, <laughs> you, had, you had speculated last time that there might be a water station every mile. Was this, was this true? There was one every mile and a half, and I, I hit up every single one. I didn't pull an Elliot Kipchoge and, and miss a key, a key station, <laughs> but... Uh, and at first, at first, I just ran through them, and I didn't lose any pace, and I would, you know, and I would just go and grab one and, and get right back to my group, and I did that for like ten miles um, or over. But then when I started fading, one nice thing about running with that group was there was a lot of a lot of chit chat, a lot of nice folks, a lot of experienced runners, yeah. um, and uh, I, I did some chit chatting, but probably for the first five miles, I just listened. And I learned a lot. One thing was someone told me about some, or told us about some race they'd been in where they started walking into the water stations. <laughs> and, and I, I did that later in the, in the second half of the race for a couple of reasons. Uh, one was because I was, I was just, I don't know, I was getting gassed and I just needed, I figured like, you know, while I'm slowing down to get water, why not 
make it a, worth a little bit extra, you know, get a little yeah. bit extra rest out of that slowdown, which is what they were talking about. And also, it got pretty hot. It and, did. And, I was I was worried about you out there. Um, and so, yeah, it turned out I need eventually I needed more than one little cup of water each station, <laughs> so I couldn't have run through them anyway. I don't think. And so I would basically like as I got up to it, cruise into a walk and then walk past the tables and down like five little cups of water each time. <laughs> and then I would, and then as I got to the end, I would I'd throw them out the trash and then go it again. So it was a good way to. I was trying to be efficient, you know, with yeah. my. Uh, and you know get get a little rest out of it as well well um, and and so i mean i think i think the least you know the least important thing is 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 the time in the end but do you do you do you care to share your your final result i don't remember the exact time but it was just a shade over five hours okay well i mean <laughs> so, that's that's good you can have sub five as a nice clean goal for your next one yeah my, my only real goal this time really was um finishing Sub five was probably a secondary goal. Sub four thirty was maybe a goal, uh, and sub four. But so those goals were pretty out of reach. It turned, yeah. I really, I had no idea. Um, but finishing was pretty thrilling. Uh, that it got pretty. I, the way I described it was, I ran like a good first eleven, a, then a real bad next nine, <laughs> and then. Uh, but you, and then, you you carried it home, and and I, I noticed, ran a good last ten k. Yeah. I noticed. I noticed at the finish line um, in the videos that I saw, all the footage. I noticed you were wearing a great outfit. You had sunglasses, and you did a cool move as you crossed the finish line. I, yeah, I did. I did a, some pretty epic Pete Townsend style windmills as I crossed the finish line. Because especially when you get, you know, any time we got to a point where there was people cheering, I got uh, I got pretty excited and I got a burst of energy. And the problem is, this isn't like this wasn't like Boston or New York where there are people like that the entire time. Mm-hmm. But anytime we got to those places, I, I got supercharged. So who knows what would have happened if this was New York? Maybe there would have been so many of those people that I would have been supercharged and they would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just fallen over because I wouldn't. Because my other problem, I don't know if this is a problem, is I'm so used to performing and being on stage that whenever someone like calls my name or my number, I have to react. <laughs> and so I found myself saying like responding well, to them. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's face it, you were you were you were a crowd favorite. You know, I'm, I'm sure people were psyched. People liked me. Got a lot of compliments on the mustache and the outfit. I got a lot of, I got a lot of. But so every time, but anytime anyone did something like that, I, I either said something or I did some kind of bit. <laughs> I couldn't. I like it was. It was like a reflex. I couldn't help it. So well, yeah, might have expended a little energy that ex- way. Expended some energy, but luckily, luckily you followed um, the Canadian website that you found on a Google search of what to eat before a marathon. Yeah, and it looked like you had eaten some pasta the night before, or maybe two pasta. nights before. Yeah, yeah it's a pasta night before. I had I had a big thing of banana bread that morning. Nice. Actually, the biggest problem was I was unable to locate a banana for the morning of, Ooh. and I'm a pretty big banana eater, and that might have been. That I was, ate a lot. That was that was Kipchoge's bottle. That was, you lacked banana, and yeah. it, it threw off your your finely tuned. Because um, uh, in the yeah. In the week before the race, I didn't change my diet much, except I like doubled my banana and granola intake for like the whole, and I, everything else was pretty much normal eating. But then no banana morning of the race. Was that the difference? Probably. It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been not enough mashed potatoes during taper. Possibly. It's tough to say. Um, but yeah, oh, it was... which, which, which reminds me, by the way, um, I thought I've been thinking actually since the last episode, another great future sponsor might be potatoes. Just like potato futures? 
No, like I think there's like a potato council or, or something. There, there, maybe it's just a trade group or, or like a maybe they're. I don't even know. We should look into this. Sure, like the people who used to advertise for milk with the milk mustaches. Exactly. I feel like on Strava, this fancy running analytics and social platform, um, they had some sort of. They have these these little. You're not a. a watch or Strava user, which um, no. the listener the listener knows, but for those who are, are new to the Power Motion Picnic Hour, um, you're very much a soul runner. You're free. When you're outside, you're just, it's just you and the wind in your headband. Um, yeah. But exactly. And seven packets of goo. Seven packets of goo, <laughs> some really short shorts, um, yeah. it's, a bunch it, of tattoos. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, I... Yeah, that and so like at last six point two. Once I hit like twenty miles, I got like, cause like, you know, you said during the last podcast, you you reminded me, if if things get rough, just to remember, no excuses. No excuses. Yep. And, and I did try very hard to remind myself that, but that is a tough thing to remind yourself at mile eleven of twenty six point two. It's just so many more miles to have to. I didn't think I'd have to say it that early. Um, and when I, when I said it again at, like, 20 and 21, which probably to a lot of people still feels like a lot of running left, but at that point, once you're in the 20s, okay, you know? Like, then mm-hmm. I can say no excuses. But it was real hard to listen to that at 11. Once you were pulling it out. No, at 11, I mean, you probably should have you probably should have cued some Robin's Rain at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, saved no excuses. Um, gotten a little Robin's Rain in. You know, bleed that out a bit for the next few miles. Um, but yeah, so, um, I'm going to say something else about the Providence Marathon. Yeah, please. Well, first of all, wonderful town, Providence. Uh, and I've, I've spent a fair amount of time there living so long in my, so, so much of my life in Massachusetts. I have a lot of great memories there, but they advertise it. It's a Boston qualifier. And I think they advertise it as a very flat course. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, have nothing to compare it to really, because this is my first marathon that I've run despite my familiarity with a lot of parts of the New York and Boston course. Um, I, don't, I think it was a lot hillier, and I think they're just trying to convince people <laughs> to come because <laughs> it's near Boston, and they think they can convince people they'll get a BQ there. A BQ, yeah. Um, I think, I, I'm sorry, Providence, to call you out, uh, to call it the whole city at once, but I don't <laughs> think it's that flat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think uh, that was your experience, right? And it was talked about on the course. <laughs> that was like that was a small talk <laughs> thing with other runners. Now maybe that's like a I found myself, you know, towards the end of the middle of the pack, right? Like bordering on the last quartile. Um, bringing back some some hill jokes that you had learned further up in the pack. Oh, that yeah, that's true. We talked hill early on. Yeah, we were make, we were making jokes about it because um, I. I, I I ta- I met one runner I talked to. He had, he had, was this? It was. I don't know if it was his first marathon or one of his first. But he was talking about how he skipped marathons and went right to ultras, and he had done like fifty mile races and then started oh, nice. doing marathons. And he, I asked, and he seemed to know the course actually. I think he had done it once before. So I was asking him because I heard there was a crazy hill at the end, which there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we were talking about how not to try to kick before that hill because you'll get to it and be dead. Um, and so we came up with the strategy of the strategy we came up with was uh, survive that hill. <laughs> and that's part one. And then two, start kicking at the end when you can see the state house and you're overcome 
um, by the inspiration of the promise of American democracy. <laughs> and that was supposed to, because it finishes right in front of the state house. So that's, that's, that's when you're supposed to kick, when that's, you can see it. That's, that's inspirational. And it sounds like really good advice. Um, and it's funny. I mean, that's kind of, I, I sort of hope to, to have that, uh, that kind of journey with, with my running. I think I will run an ultra before I run a road marathon. Um, that feels right for you. I, I, and I sort of can, I, 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 I associate most with, with the ultra running community. Cause that's like the type of running I like to do out in the woods, but I technically have never run an ultra distance. And up until Sunday, I held the longest run on the, the, the whole power motion picnic hour, but that was 25 miles from last year. And then just in, in a single day, five, a little over five hours. Yeah. And there you are 26.2. It all changed. Yeah. And, uh, that's a long time to be running. Um, I, and you know, having done 25, probably a little faster, but, um, although more elevation, I think with what you did. Well, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, this is just, again, sort of, I think this has been what I've felt with running is, is like distance is one gauge, but I think, I think time is, is in some ways more important. Um, and I think, uh, sort of like within that sort of like how during that time how how much like energy were you expending and how hard, how hard were you working so for you to be running five hours um you know that's a hell of an effort it was awesome yeah and they yeah they so i finished i you saw in the videos um i did my windmills as i crossed the finish line and then mm-hmm. they put the metal around your neck which is pretty exciting uh then i pounded a bottle of water Mm-hmm. Ate, a, ate a banana finally there was a table of bananas it was wonderful I, yeah it was it was amazing and then um and then i went and got my free narragansett that's awesome i mean that's you wouldn't want it i mean that's that's storybook um, no then i drank a white claw and another narragansett <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was like and then then i got more water finally <laughs> I, that might yeah we made friends actually we were out there partying for a long time that's awesome it was yeah um, it was very fun i feel like you know, if you're if you're going to run Providence again next year, I'll I'll try to join you at some point. At some point, the this podcast will converge on us both running. Um, you know, some event. I have a feeling. Yeah, no, that, and that's a great idea, and it's actually better for us to converge because and not lead with that because we are slightly different runners. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't, you know, as we've implied in this podcast and, and mentioned in previous episode. But I, yeah, I live in New York City. I run mostly in the city. You live uh, in the woods, at, mm-hmm. outside, outside outside Boston, and so you, that's why you're more of a kind of a what a trail runner type, trail runner, ultra ultra runner, um, yeah, who has yet but, to run an ultra distance, yeah, um, <laughs> the shorter distance ultras, yeah, yeah, sub 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 ultra ultra runner, um, but one day we'll find the, uh, the the meeting place. I'm I'm planning. I I'm going to run something in the fall. Something long. I'm planning on right now the Cascade Express Marathon in Washington State, which I think is on Ooh, a trail. That is. Oh, is it really? Okay, that'll be that'll be inter- like a gravel sort of path, or is it is it a true like trail? I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's, uh, a friend a friend asked me to run it with him, and so I said yes. Uh, I, I, well, we'll we'll do some research on that. Um, I've re- I've realized running a West Coast marathon is a great idea because then I don't have to train myself to wake up earlier. I'm just changing time zones. Yeah, good and, good call. I mean, and so, you should, and then yeah, and that gives you a little little bit of time relatively to figure out whether it's a gravel or or actual trail. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, I think, let's see, I, I think that might be the whole story of, of my marathon experience. It was very, very magical. I was wearing my, my Providence it's, Marathon it's, it's, hoodie earlier, very excitedly. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. Congratulations! It's a, Thank you. It's a tremendous accomplishment, and uh, yeah, and you should be you should be very proud. I can't wait to run again. Um, I, my uh, I, my body feels pretty good, except my knees. I mentioned my knees, <laughs> they I don't know. Yeah, they they almost didn't make it. You know, like conditioning. I wonder, otherwise, I was there. I but. wonder. Yeah, I wonder about that. Um, that might be a topic to you know that we can we can sort of ping our friends uh the elite and more informed elite running not not elite as an elitist but like you know actual like the fastest runners who do it like professionally yeah um they also have podcasts and we could consult those to see you know about knees i feel like i used to have serious knee stuff and for me it was partially gait and stride with the help of my coach, um, mm. and partially strengthening some imbalance, I think particularly in my calves. But I feel like you're pretty strong, like, like, yeah. and sort of like strong, like on a like even sort of way. Well, I think that is part of it. I I do like I do a lot of lifting uh, on my non-running days, but I really I really skip le- uh, leg day more than I probably should. And I I focus on the glamour muscles. So, <laughs> so that that that's fine for uh, for social media posting and going to the beach. But like as far as running goes, I may need to. Uh, and some of my non non running days I may have to focus a little bit on on some oh, leg nice. muscles more than I usually more than I usually do, and maybe some glutes. Well, I hear that helps. I mean, yeah, I don't want to take you too far away from your philosophy of like training by intuition. So I think if that's what you're feeling, then. It's a, cr- it's a cross between intuition and vanity, so <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to find the, the sweet spot between those two. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so I think I, I do have one correction. Okay, um, good. Uh, Rhode Island is the ocean state. It, not the nutmeg state or the Quahog state. The, the, correct. Um, okay. Uh, and the whalers, to be clear, I think we arrived. We we did arrive at this this fact last time. But just to be clear, they they were never in Rhode Island. Yeah, they were. I think they were. I haven't looked it up, but I'm just fact checking in my head. I believe they were always in Hartford. I believe I believe that's right. And now they're um, in North Carolina. Are they? Well, they became so, the Carolina hur- the Hurricanes. Ah, okay. Yeah, I used to, I, I'm not like a huge hockey fan, but I always liked the Whalers. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Yeah, they had a good logo. Um, I feel like Hartford was a random place to even have a professional sports team. Yeah, they had a good um, logo. They were. It would made no sense why they were where they were from. Yeah, um, like Connecticut's a whaling state, but Hartford's pretty far from the ocean, so that's weird too. They, yeah, they were horrible always. <laughs> so to me, it's just like a, that's a very likable team for a lot of reasons. Yeah, um, I, you know, I think, I think um, we've somehow on this episode failed to go on too many completely, you know, um, unrelated to running, you know, tangents about about music, which was something we did. Um, you know, quite a bit on our pilot. That's true. I don't think we've talked about music at all, except a couple brief references to Dave Rawlings. 
that yes. Um, and in the and, national anthem, and I don't think that even counts. And we didn't even mention his possible lover, uh, Gillian Yel- uh, Welchhead. We didn't con- confirm that during our fact check. We did not. Um, I, that I that still remains conjecture. We believe yes, both musical and and life partners. Yeah, we're thinking most likely yes. I did get I get I did get a question from a listener. Ooh, okay. Uh, I don't know if it was a question, but they they wanted us to compare the relative merits of Goo and I'm trying to look it up and another brand. I know, and we, as we as we established last time, we call all brands of run running gel food. We call them all Goo. Yep. But, but they want us to compare the relative merits of Goo versus Martin. Morton. Morton. I've never had it. Do you, never, have you ever had it? I've never had Morton. I've only had. I've, I've not. I've, I've primarily had Goo. Um, we were talking about potential future sponsor Untapped Vermont, which is basically just make maple syrup, but it's sort of in the Goo. Like I don't know. If, I think we could draw this out like in a scientific way with like the genus and species and all that. And yeah, and Untapped is is yeah somewhere in the 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 Goo. Um, like yeah, phylum or, or or something. They had um, some at, at at a table for sale near where you picked up your bib in Providence. And if you hadn't just been talking about it, I would have assumed that that was just like maple syrup for some kind of to go pancake thing from a diner. <laughs> I think it. I think it could be. I mean, the the one that I like. Uh, so the the Stroop waffles from that brand are are very good, um, but the coffee maple syrup one is 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 just it is is a delightful thing. I think that's um, the one they had, yeah. Oh, which brings me to maybe a new segment, um, the listener tip of the day. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, I forgot to bring this up last time, but on my last my run last week, I so I used um, this stuff called Tailwind um, in my Camelback. So that was what I had on like the tube. I had two water bottles in front. Did not bring enough water again to remind the listener, but. That's something the, we like to do. In, in the back, it's a, yeah, it's a theme. In, in the back, I had uh, had some had some Tailwind on board, three hundred calories. But I so it was a, it was cola flavored, um, which was quite good. But the here's the here's the tip. I, I threw in a cherry limeade noon tablet, oh, interesting. Uh, which gives you like an electrolytes sort of punch and boost and. Uh, and but mostly it just it just made this like the the pack taste like this amazing like sort of like not too heavy but but like delicious enough flavor enough bite um, sort of like cherry cola with like a, a wedge of lime. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I like the cola flavored goo, although I didn't I didn't have one in my seven pack. I like that one too. It's strange. I didn't think I would like it, but. Um, but I do, and and so yeah, I think I'm going to get some more cola t- uh, tailwind. Um, I never, I, think I never I'm go with that combo a decent amount now. I'll try that. We yeah, we have, we do have to experiment with this kind of stuff and have features about them. I suppose I was thinking maybe the next episode we could try one live on the air. Well, taste, taste something on on the pod, and we'll get you out on a trail too at some point. And one of our future listeners, we've talked about. Um, you know, going to his, his home state of, of, of upstate New York. And, and I have a, I have this idea in my mind that we'll run, uh, I'll probably say it wrong, but it's like the Grand Traverse, I believe. Okay. In the Adirondacks. Um, you know, the three of us. We'll talk about that on a future episode. I like that. As long as it means I have to buy some kind of new, new shoes, then I'm totally into it. 
you'll need you'll need shoes. You'll need a pack, which we can probably loan you, or you could you could invest if it's a type of running you think you're going to do more of. But anyway, basically, it's going to be a rig. We'll set you up with the cola, cherry limeade. Um, pretty pretty ready to go. You'll, you'll you'll love it. So yeah. we, we're we're running a bit short on time, and I want to make sure we we don't um, forget to answer. Um, well, we're probably going to have to carry this one forward again, but. Last time we raised the important question, um, to be considered jogging, do you have to wear sweatpants? And we did promise the listener we'd come back on that. Yeah, and we do have an answer, uh, at least scientifically speaking, yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. Um, thank you. And we apologize for uh, swearing on the podcast with the word, <laughs> the word jogging, which is offensive to the ears, and we'll, we'll try I, to not use it so much. I think I used an actual, I'm quite positive I used an actual swear earlier in this episode, which was the word fucking. And I think that means for this particular episode, we're going to have to tag it as explicit content. Is that, is, that, is that right? I think that's okay, but, you know, um, so... F- We'll file it under for fans of, of Two Live Crew and Frank Zappa. Uh, and and I, Tipper Gore will just have to skip this episode and someone will catch her up on what we talked about. Inventor of my former running uh, ear pods, Dr. Dre, um, which whose beats will be featured in a future gear corner. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about it for this, this Power Motion Picnic Hour somehow. I think that's it. I think we'll have to talk about more music uh, at the next episode. Until then, keep the heads ringing. Onward. Guest. Your your high school. This is track the coach? power motion He was a gym coach and a health teacher, but he could have he could have coached a track team, you know, in a pinch.